0: fashion and creativity forecast strives to train stylists with the latest in education to provide their guests with the latest trends follow them on instagram at forecast salon or find them online with their new online store at forecastsalon.com. As this podcast goes to air, we are coming into the fullest light of the season. The light of the moon is growing and the light of the sun is too. We've entered into the Gemini season with lots of cosmic forces going on. It is time to align with your stars, to have that faith in your path and to be growing. Understanding your energy and your connection to your spirit and how you show up is so much a part of your growth. It is what will guide you. Knowing your spirit in this lifetime is deep. It's what connects you to your soul, the soul that journeys with you lifetime to lifetime to lifetime. It is easy to get disconnected, to get hurt by life experiences, your expectations, your thoughts, your feelings. It can become a cycle. We cover up our emotions We cover up what we really want to say. We live from a place of trying to fit in, to do what is expected, to want to please others for our own validation, which is a subject on today's show, people pleasing. People pleasing is a drain of energy, a subject I've been teaching all season in the Energy Mastery app. It has been quite powerful to break down the different archetypes that drain us of our energy, people-pleasing being one of the biggest ones. As empaths, it is easy to get caught in other people's energy and to lose your own knowing. As we are seeing in the class, once you have the awareness, you can use that awareness to break the patterns and create stronger boundaries for yourself. We often get caught in our struggles, in the hardships of our lives, and we think we can't find a way out, but you can you can choose to make those shifts to find tools to help and begin to live the dreams you want. I've been there, (laughs) feeling like I was on the bottom, moving through the end of life for my parents, right into COVID, relationship breakup, trying to pull my life back, asking the big questions, listening, listening for those important answers so that I could rebuild my spiritual practice. I've talked about this, spiritual makeovers, New routines, new teachers, new practice, and I can help you to do the same. It is important to have a way in which to jump back into learning to trust you. And if you're wondering how do you even begin, I know there's so much information out there, schedule a spiritual makeover call with me. Let's see how we can get you back on track and if any of my programs can work for you and my Energy Mastery membership will be opening again. Let's see how I can help you. In today's episode, I was so excited when I saw this new book out, from people-pleasing to soul-pleasing, that I wanted to have Tracy Sucumbi, the author, on the show to talk about this and offer her perspective on this subject. I see people-pleasing as an archetype or influence of energy that tends to run our life and drains us of our true self. It takes a lot of energy to always be pleasing. In this episode, we talk about what people-pleasing is, how it can come about, what we are really looking for, the effects, and six steps to turn this around for you. Before we begin, let's take a moment to pause, breathe, and set an intention for where you are right now. So wherever you are, if you can, close your eyes. Taking a nice deep inhale, breathing up the body. And exhale, bringing that breath all the way down. Slowing down, centering. Inhale, expanding the breath up the body. And as you exhale, call all your energy into you. Call in your spirit. Feel aligning right on top of the physical body. Taking another deep inhale. And exhale. Coming into the heart, into the deepest part of your heart. Feel that connection of your spirit and the greater spirit. Know that you are known. Know that you are loved and supported. Feeling all this energy coming in for you. To take a moment and notice where you are on this great wheel of life. Imagine facing the sun, feeling that hope of a new day, a new beginning, your power, your light. Calling in the directions for guidance and protection to the east, the south, the west and the north, above you, below you, right into the very center, deep into your heart, Set an intention for you. See, hear, feel, know. Know how you want to feel as you set this intention for yourself. And allow those elevated emotions to radiate out all around you. Setting that energy for you. Taking another deep inhale and exhale all the way down deep into the earth, grounding, centering, opening the heart, focusing the third eye, and as you're ready, blinking the eyes back open, coming back. Author, personal development and business coach, public speaker, and founder of Soul Pleaser, Tracy Saccumbe is the author of From People Pleasing to Soul Pleaser, the culmination of her personal transformation and experience with those she has coached through her professional programs. After building many successful businesses, Tracy finally has found a way to serve others without sacrificing her own well-being. She welcomes you to join her on your personal journey of discovery, She lives by the ocean in Adele, South Australia, with her husband, three children, and two border collies. So let us welcome Tracy to the show. Welcome, Tracy. Hi, Terry. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, thank you for coming all the way from Australia. I love it, definitely. And congratulations on your book, From People-Pleasing to Soul-Pleasing. What a great topic. Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, as I mentioned before we hit record, I'm kind of doing a program right now, you know, monetizing your energy, stopping the energy drains. And this was one of the archetypes that comes forward when we talk about energy drains. I'm very excited to talk to you about it and see your perspective on it. Before we jump into everything, I do like to ask, just to give my listeners a little background, is what led you to writing this book?
1: Well I was running three businesses and I had three children back in 2015 and although I didn't realize it at the time which I believe is really common I'd probably been in burnout for about 10 years and I just thought that that was because I was a high achiever and a go-getter and you know really wanted to get things done and I wasn't aware of the underlying cause And then in 2016, my mum passed away of breast cancer and she had been the ultimate people pleaser. And when she passed away, I realised what a people pleaser she was, how that was to the detriment of her own well-being and really led to a late diagnosis because she didn't talk about it because she was looking after everybody else and all of those things. And I realised I was headed down the same path. So I woke up to my people pleasing, I became acutely aware of it, and I started to change things. And then I realized that perhaps other people could benefit from that. So I started teaching it to other people. And over seven years of seeing wonderful results of people giving up people pleasing to, you know, have a better life and please their own souls. um, I decided that the book would reach more people, which is why I
0: published it last year. That is awesome. And yeah, I can understand. Um, I caregived my mother the last five years of her life, and she passed it right at the end of 2018. And I am very aware of how she had this archetype as well, the people-pleasing, everybody else before her, all the way to the very end, all the way to the very end, right? And so, yeah, and I remember having many conversations with her about, mom, we have to stop this. We have to stop this, right? But I don't know, it just was something within her, her heart, her love. But I do feel in today's society, and for women especially, this is very, very important. This is an archetype that I think all of us need to look at and really stop it.
1: I think, I think some people just don't identify with the word people pleaser. They don't even realize they are until they understand why they do what they do, and then they can learn How they're people pleasing.
0: I agree. And I've had many conversations with my daughter about this. So she and I was going to do that quiz on, you know, well, maybe there are some good things, maybe they're not, right? And so let's just start first off and just what is a people pleaser? How do you define that?
1: So a people pleaser is somebody who pleases others to the detriment of their own well-being. And it's also somebody who pleases others to get something back in return, even if they don't realize that at the conscious level. And what they're looking for is recognition, approval, gratitude, and really they're looking for love rather than having that love come from within them, from their spirit or soul.
0: Yeah, that's big. <laughs> that, that is because is. so much of it is underlying. Some people just want to be liked or they want to be heard or want to be loved. And that's big. It really is. So, in your findings and what you discovered about your own lineage and what you carry and all, let's just start with first and foremost, kind of like what I was talking to my daughter about, where are the good parts of people-pleasing?
1: Well, it is our true essence to love, like our spirit is love. And so, when we're tapped into the purity of that love, which is unconditional love, then we naturally please other people because we're pleasing to be around because we're tapped into that energy, which is joy and love. And so we come from a loving, kind place. When it tips over to people-pleasing is when we actually resent people for the fact that we're giving to them so much. So there are people who can please their whole life without getting into resentment because they're so connected to spirit Whereas when we've lost that connection, we're needy and we need something back. And so pleasing is wonderful if there are no strings attached. But if you're pleasing because, you know, you don't want to get into trouble, this is how it starts when we're little, when we're kids, we're pleasing our parents because we don't want to get into trouble, we're the teacher's pet because we don't want to get into trouble, or we're doing things because we think we should or because we think the outside, you know, culture is looking in at us. Then that's all to the detriment of our own well-being because we're not actually happy when we do it.
0: Yeah, that's a good answer. Um, I say many times that people pleasing is good, but you need strong boundaries.
1: Absolutely, yeah, yeah, and I, I think you need a sense of who you are and that connection to spirit, so that you are confidence confident in yourself to say, this is what I really want, rather than pretending. I, I think you can fool yourself. You know, I think the reason I was burnt out was I had fooled myself that I did want to help hundreds of people all the time without giving myself a break, like I believed my own line. And I just don't think we can survive that way. We need
0: to give ourselves some time. I agree. Yeah, I really do. And there's so many ways that people-pleasing shows up too right? And so many things that we cover yeah. up about ourselves in order to people please. And you actually get into a lot of this in, in the book under your, you know, like even like the chapter you have on surrender, letting go and focusing on the problem and the fear. I think fear, <laughs> let's stop right there for a moment. I think fear is pretty big on that level, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. If you look at where it all comes from, when when we're carried, so even when we're in the womb of our mother, we are feeling all of her emotions. So depending on the stage, this is why we can be so different to our siblings because, you know, it depends what's going on in her life at that time. And I know for me, my mum was very insecure at the time that she was carrying me. She'd already had two miscarriages, so there was fear around even carrying me. I know that there was some marriage difficulties. She genuinely was a a people pleaser at the time. And so I was taking all of that on board. I was feeling all of her emotions. And then, of course, when we're born, we absolutely need to feel the love of our parents so that we can survive. If we're not loved, we feel abandoned and there is a threat to our survival. And so if our parents are unhappy for any reason, we can interpret that as rejection, even though it has nothing to do with us. So I think the fear can be instilled in us at a very young age, um, depending on what we've inherited as our personality.
0: Oh, I so agree. And it can be, I love that you go all the way back to the womb because yeah, a lot of the work I do with the soul is the contract we come in and then when we're in the womb and then we start really kind of even you know, firming up or really kind of even conceptualizing what that contract is. And many times it is to help our parents learn, to help our parents grow. And then we start taking this on from a very early age and then we start layering that energy. So yeah, that, well, how, how awesome to look at that, I, I totally agree. And this is the kind of the soul work because you do talk about from people pleasing to soul pleasing. This is the soul work that we do need to look at. Where is this coming from? What are the imprints? What are the stages that you can look look at to help you really kind of, you know, move through it and release some of the patterns. It's like you say, like, how do you surrender into this and notice your patterns and what you're doing?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And that's why it is from people pleaser to soul pleaser, not to self pleaser. It's not about becoming selfish. A lot of people ask me, if I stop people pleasing, will I be selfish? And I say, no, it's the opposite of that. Because when you're connected to soul or spirit, then you are the whole of you And so there is no selfishness because the choices are coming from the soul and they're guided for the highest good for all, which is very different to doing something that's just going to benefit you. So it's a wonderful place to be.
0: It is. It's a higher vibration. And then it starts to radiate out around you because as you're really being true and authentic to you, you really kind of hold that space for others around you to do the same. But we're in that people-pleasing and doing things. And like you said, when you start with the resentment, that's where the energy gets shifted around. And then that's when it's like, hmm, you know, and lowers the vibration and creates those energy drains. And then there you are in a cycle. It really becomes a cycle.
1: Absolutely. And even from a practical point of view, if you don't know how to say no, you just end up so busy that you are splitting your energy because you're pulled in so many different directions. So rather than having this one focus, of your purpose and what you're here for. You're just in all different directions and you can't achieve anything with that type of split energy. And you certainly aren't a great energy to be around, even though that's what you're trying to be.
0: Right. I hear you on that. And then, like you said, it creates burnout. Yeah, absolutely. You can't give anymore. And then for you, it was like, you know, something, you know, tragic or crisis or losing your mom, like you said, that really made you have that, you know, wake up call to see what was going on. Yeah. So when you began and as you talk about in the book you talk about six steps to really kind of making this awareness tell us a little bit about that.
1: So when I realized the change that I had made which really came about you know falling to my knees and cracking my heart open through grief I wanted to be able to teach to that to other people and my background is being a physiotherapist science based and so to me there needed to be logical steps what did I do first? And the first step was wake up. You you can't change anything if you're not aware of it. So it was this complete, oh, my goodness, the reason I'm burnt out is because I need everyone to pat me on the back and praise me. I needed not just acceptance. I actually needed praise. That was my drug of choice from a very young age. And so that awareness made me notice my behaviour in the moment. You know, when I was, for example, offended if my husband said something gave me feedback that I took as criticism this is another symptom of a people pleaser can't take criticism because you give yourself enough you can't take it from somebody else Um, I would realize that that being offended was really about me and my lack of self-love so that awareness is the first step waking up to that so that you notice when you're people pleasing then we move into step two which is surrender because We are trying to do it on our own. So we think that there is only us, our human body, and we are totally responsible for getting everything done. So I just went, I don't know how to do this anymore. I give up. My way isn't working. Please help me. Came to my knees and really asked Spirit to help. And that's when everything changes. And then we move into following your signs because, when you're tuned into spirit, you have a beautiful roadmap and you just receive the step that you're ready for and you have you don't have to work it out on your own. So connecting to spirit or soul and mm. receiving that roadmap is where you start to follow the signs. And then step four is just remember who you are, but discover you, you know, discover the fact that you are connected to this spirit and greater spirit and that you can call on that anytime and be guided by that and that's what raises the vibration so that you are in alignment with that love energy and then be you how do you start to integrate who you really are that connection with spirit into your life and step six is experience bliss because that's what's possible as you know when you start to live your life that way
0: I love the steps. (laughs) Thanks to your science mind. There you go. It does break it down and allows you to look at each of those parts and really come to a, a deeper meaning of your own path and how you are walking your talk and how you are showing up and You know, I do agree. I think that first step is really recognizing what is underneath the people-pleasing. You know, and I know, I mean, I know we like to please, we like to do good at our job, and, you know, we like to show up strong in who we are, but that authenticity of you doing your work for your work and boundaries. Yeah, I think boundaries are really important. I mean, we all know how much, you know, Benet Brown talks about, you know, saying no and having those boundaries, right? It's so true. And with people-pleasing especially, Yeah. Especially so. And as a
1: people pleaser, sometimes we actually lose sight of what our no is and particularly what our yes is. So I remember that I had lost sight of what I really wanted because I was so busy making sure everybody else got what they wanted. And sometimes when I start working with people and I ask them what they want, they say they don't know. And they've just put everybody else's needs before themselves. So creating those boundaries come from starting to learn about yourself and know who you are, know who you are at the spirit level, but also who you are as a unique physical being, because we all have our own special things that we love to do. And so the biggest change for me is my intention for doing things. So I don't do things to get approval now. I do the things because I love to do them and that is life-changing when you change your intention
0: yeah i so agree with that and i i do think that sometimes people would rather try and control everybody else because they don't know what they need so it's always easier to you know project over there so it does take that awareness and it really does taking that noticing why am I doing this? Why am I showing up? And even, you know, what is my dream? What is my life here? What am I doing? And now is the time. So many of us are asking these questions, really trying to understand our way back into the world. Where are we going? What are we doing? And I think looking at how we show up and what our boundaries are. And really, again, like you said, like soulfully looking at your own self, not selfishly, but soulfully. And I think that's a great way to really take that concept and do it. And yeah, I think it's important. Now, what are some of the results that you're seeing? You know what? People might go, oh, but then nobody's going to like me anymore. What are some of the results you're seeing? <laughs> well, one of the first
1: things is that their relationships improve. So that's the irony of its where is we're people-pleasing, we think, to save relationships. But really, when I see these people-pleasers, and this was certainly the case for me, starting to stop it, there is relief on the other end to the person that you have the relationship with because it's actually a lot of pressure for the other person in relationship. We think that it's great that we're people pleasing them, but they can feel the strings attached. They realize that you are doing it because even if it's at a subconscious level, they can feel that you're doing it because they need You need their approval. And there's nothing more icky than the energy of someone who's needy. And so relationships blossom A, because you start to be honest and really tell your truth in an appropriate way. And that allows the other person to do that as well. So then you become more connected because you're more honest and open. And B, you're happier. And of course, relationships blossom when you're happier. And most importantly, you're reconnected to spirit. And so that actually is what changes every aspect of our life, whether it be relationship, health, abundance, or purpose, all of those areas of life improve when you're connected to spirit again. Yeah, I agree
0: with that. I really do. I think it's important that we see that. And Sometimes that control, that surrender is hard for people, you know, breaking the pattern, breaking the habit and that fear like, oh, no one's going to like me and whatever their invested interest is. I know sometimes we talk about too, like, oh, but I like to be the one that everybody comes in my office in the morning, right? And never gets anything done and complains, right? But I do think it's important that we look at our actions and we really start to recognize the way in which we can control our circumstances and way in which we can use boundaries to help us show up. And yeah, it's good to have a heart and it's good to have compassion, but not at the expense of burning yourself out, right? And then it starts to dwindle into your family and your children and everybody around you. That's not what we need, no.
1: I love the fact that you use the word compassion because I think it's really important for us to have compassion rather than empathy. And a lot of people pleasers are empaths. Um, When I was a physiotherapist, I had this great knack of being able to feel the pain physically that somebody else had. And you can imagine how tiring that was to know before they opened their mouth that they had a sore left shoulder because I could feel it. And, you know, having that sensitivity to energy is our superpower, but we need to know how to manage it. And so When we love someone, often our love language can be worry. And I talk about this in the book because my mum used to call me and say, I'm worried about you. And that meant I love you. And when we worry about people and we feel their emotions, then that's exhausting and draining for us. But if we're compassionate, we're actually focused on the solution and the vibration of their true essence and we can see them as already where they want to be rather than where they are now and i think that that's a really important thing to develop and i think the reason that we can stay stuck in that is our need to be needed you know when you talked about i like everybody coming into the office you know first thing is we like that feeling that people rely on us and need us Whereas we're doing them a disservice because that's not empowering them to be able to find their own solutions.
0: I so agree. I so agree, and this is exactly the work I do too. This is what I do. I help the empaths really start to turn around the all that feeling energy, recognize how they're feeling it, where is it coming from, and then start to turn it into other useful ways of understanding the energy, so that they're not. taking it all on and they're not being drained of energy. So yes, I totally agree with that. And energy boundaries, I tend to find that when I set an energy boundary, it's easier for me to understand than just setting it in my mind. So definitely the work I do and definitely right along with really just stopping those energy drains and knowing that you can be the master of your energy. You can show up and use these skills and use these tools really for your highest good. And I love the way in which you include the soul. I love the soul work. I agree. It gives us a depth to what we're doing. It gives us that purpose to show up fully. It really does. So, yeah, good work. Definitely. So what's your bigger mission on this?
1: Well, my big mission is to help people to rediscover their connection with spirit. I think that I've just gone down the people pleaser path because that's my story. I understand people pleasers, and I've realized that there's so many of them. And I think that a lot of people don't necessarily recognise oh, I'm disconnected from spirit. They're not walking around thinking that's the problem that they have, but they might be feeling exhausted, be in burnout, you know, feeling unloved. They are really becoming aware of a lack of self-worth. And so all of that leads them to then realising that the emptiness within them is the fact that they've disconnected well, you can't disconnect from spirit, but they have lost that true deep connection that you can have, which is filling you with that energy that you talk about. When my mum's younger brother died, he was only 21, so she was very young as well. She um, was pregnant and she lost that baby. And as a way of feeding her grief, she just used to eat bread. She just used to open the loaf of bread and just eat the bread. She told me the story. And I'm so aware now that this emptiness inside of her was that lack of connection to spirit, to soul. And I just think there's so many people out there like that. And so our mission is probably shared, you know, to be able to invite people back to that connection so that they can feel whole and that wholeness can overflow. And that's the way that they're going to please other people.
0: Yeah, I do. I so agree. And I am with that mission as well. And I think right now we have a lot of loneliness in the world. Yes, we are coming back out in the world, but I think we kind of have lost touch with what does that mean and how do we relate? And I sometimes think maybe you can lose the connection to your spirit. I know we're connected, but I don't know. I'd have to stop and think about that for a little bit. Can we, or can we not? But I do find the more we do connect, and feel that greater source, whatever you call it. And you say this in your book too, like God, spirit, universe, creator, mother earth, however you look at that, having that higher sense of vibration and energy helps you to feel all around you, support, love that you're taking care of. And I think we need it. (laughs) I think that connects you. And when we have that spiritual connection to our soul, like you said, I think some of that loneliness can dissipate. I think we can start to see what are we lonely from?
1: Yeah, a connection absolutely. could be part of it. Yeah, I yeah. agree.
0: Yeah, beautiful, beautiful work. Right in time, I think, for all of us to really understand this. I call it an archetype. Do you call it an archetype, right? Um, yeah. I
1: hadn't heard that term in, t- in relation to this, but it absolutely is. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it absolutely fits for sure. People pleaser, martyr. Yeah. Yeah, saboteur. And right. Perfectionism yeah. Perfectionism can come into it as well when you're perfectionism for sure. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, definitely. So so many ways that this can show up. So it is a good time to really kind of check in with yourself and see if any of this fits for you. And then, you know, really recognize through what Tracy is offering, you know, how you can begin to switch that and turn it around and reconnect or just connect however you want to look at it for yourself with your soul and the purpose that you're here for. Yeah. So where can people find your book? What's going on? Are you teaching, mentoring? Yes. So you can find my book
1: on my website, which is Um, You can also find it on Amazon. And I run a program of the same name, but I also have a free self-belief series. So I've interviewed people who have made the shift from people pleaser to soul pleaser, and we really talk about self-belief. And I'm talking about self with a capital S, so that belief in your spirit, in your soul, and it's so connected to self-worth because we think we're trying to like ourselves as the physical being without that connection. And I I, I knew I had a self-worth issue way back when I started having an eating disorder at age 15, But no matter what I read about it, no matter how well I understood it intellectually, nothing changed until I did the energy work. And when you reconnect with that energy and feel, actually emotionally feel love, then you can really begin to reconnect and love love yourself. And I don't think you can truly love another until you feel that self-love. So the self-belief series is free. And so that's something that people might want to connect to.
0: I so agree. And self-worth, yeah, that's been a big study for me these last several years, uncovering, you know, abuse and imprints in my own life and, you know, really being back here in Birmingham and back in the family home, helping my mom. So it was a lot that came up. And a lot to really even look at. And I think that, you know, as we go through this journey, we do have the ups and downs. Even though we're spiritual, it doesn't make it all magical, right? You can have magical ways of getting out of it, I believe. But we still have the ups and downs and looking at those imprints and helping us to look. And I do believe that self-worth is at the bottom of many of these situations, right? And really uncovering where did that come from and then taking steps To create those new neural pathways, right? Getting back to your science, you know this, the brain can do this, but we have to reinforce it. And we have to keep coming back to what are those underlying causes that keep me stuck? In these patterns.
1: Yeah. And that just ties together so beautifully the awareness piece, but also the discipline. I think that one of the things that caused me to become burnt out was my discipline to take so much action. My new discipline is to connect to spirit. So if people just take one thing away from this and make that their priority, do that first, you know, make that connection so that you're on that high vibration and then. Face the problem because you're much more likely to be inspired with the solution if you're connected.
0: I agree. I kind of talk about like pull your energy into you. (laughs) What does your energy say? And I actually I do. I teach like feel that energy coming back. I so agree for sure. So, Tracy, this has been awesome. I love that you're writing about this. What a great tool for all of us, really, and especially especially women in the South here in the United States, the South, you know, really has had a, you know, hard time on women, that's for sure. So I think it's really important for all of us though to really kind of embrace this idea and look deeper into that self-worth and find ways to really reconnect with the soul. So I know we've talked about it, but just to sum it up and leave our listeners with an uplifting thought, how would you say that working with this whole concept of people-pleasing and moving more into soul-pleasing can help to empower the spirit right now?
1: Well, the way that it will empower the spirit is by you letting go of the need for other people to validate you. So if you know that you are worthy, that is just not in question, you're always worthy, and you're worthy without conditions. So you don't need to show up in a certain way to please other people for you to be worthy. And once you really know this to your core, then you're going to be of even more help and service to other people. Because I know that's why people hold on to people pleasing is that they want to be able to um, serve others. And this is how you'll empower spirit so that spirit can come through you, overflow from you and that's the way that you'll serve without conditions yeah
0: that is how you empower the spirit really is just really connecting and noticing and realizing that yeah you can really feel more empowerment by knowing that you are worthy without conditions yeah yeah definitely thank you thank you for your message and thank you for the work that you do and thank you for joining us today thank you so much thank you to your spirit Namaste. Namaste. Yes. Let go of the need for other people to validate you. You are always worthy. Stop searching out there. Pull your energy into you. Notice your boundaries. Notice when you become tired or overgiving. And connect deep within your soul. Tap into your purpose. Follow the signs of where you are being guided to go as you surrender. Check out Tracy's work. All the links are in the podcast. And if you're ready to create that new spiritual practice or reinvent yours, schedule a spiritual makeover call with me and let's get you started. Thanks again for listening. You are worthy to your spirit. Namaste.